Chapter Twenty of the Carved Cupboard. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Carved Cupboard by Amy Lefeuve. Chapter Twenty Brought Back. Far, far above thy thought, his wisdom shall appear, when fully he his work hath wrought that caused thy needless fear. Three months later, Jasmine Cottage was full of lively voices and laughter. Claire and Elfie were both at home, the former for a month's holiday, and the latter till she left it to take up her quarters in the hall as bride and mistress. Alec was there with no cloud upon his brow, and full of eager anticipation of all that he was going to do upon the estate in the future and agatha and claire looked on at the young couple with interest and sympathy they were gathered together in the veranda and gwyn only was absent alec presently asked for her she has gone to london to her publishers you'll be interested to know alec that it is about your father's manuscripts gwyn has finished them at last and it is to consult about bringing them out that she has gone we expect her back every moment Agatha looked along the road as she spoke, and Alec's eyes followed her gaze. "'Here she comes. I know her walk,' he exclaimed. "'Rapid, defiant, and indifferent to all around.' "'You shall not talk of her like that,' remonstrated Elfie. "'And it isn't true of her.' "'I admire her awfully, only I'm just a little bit afraid of her.' "'I don't believe you're afraid of anyone.' Here Gwen appeared upon the scene she seemed flushed and rather perturbed have i got my business done satisfactorily yes i hope i have agatha i am famishing have you got anything for me to eat that's right i will go straight into the dining-room now agatha followed her in you look tired out sit down and i will pour you out a cup of coffee i expected you back earlier i was detained for a few minutes there was silence then gwen leant back in her chair and regarded agatha with serious eyes you're a safe old thing i think i can trust you she said first of all tell me do you think claire happy now i have never known her so happy in her life before said agatha wondering at gwen's tone of course i know she has her sad times but she is far sweeter and even tempered than she used to be miss villas was telling me the other day she has found her niche exactly all the visitors at the convalescent home are loud in their praise other and i really think her heart is in it then it would be a pity to disturb her what do you mean well the fact is i heard in town to-day rumours about hugh turning up at some mission station in africa people say he was never killed after all i went to the foreign office about it they know for certain it is some english officer but cannot be sure it is hugh oh gwen agatha seemed too dazed by the news to say more at first we must keep it to ourselves for the present. It would be dreadful for her if it proved a false report, continued Gwen. And really, she seems so resigned now that one dreads the effect of such news upon her. Do you think she ever really cared for him? I have my doubts. I remember how restless and discontented she used to be when he was alive, and look at the change in her now. Yes, said Agatha quietly. But the change is not due to his death, Gwen. Claire has found out for herself the truth of Nanny's verse for her she was always restless until she came to the rest giver and now she is at peace circumstances do not sway her as they used to do well said gwen after a slight pause i hope it may be true if she really loves him 
It is like a story-book, the long-lost lover come to life again. Don't say a word to anyone. They have promised to send us the first information they receive. For the next few days, both Agatha and Gwen appeared to the others, very restless and preoccupied. But as a week or two passed away without further tidings, they tried to banish it from their thoughts, and in a measure succeeded. Gwen was delighted at the prospects of her book coming out, and hoped to realize a good sum from it, more than she at one time could have thought possible to be earned by her pen. And when, a little later, she received the first installment of it, she sent a check straight out to Meta Seaton. I feel convinced, she confided to Agatha, that she still cares for Walter, and it is only her father that has insisted upon her breaking it off. I should be so thankful if they came together again. In Walter's last letter he mentions having met her, and I think that they may have arrived at a secret understanding with one another. He writes in much better spirits. If she is a wife worth having, she would never desert him for his poverty, said Agatha. Wynne shook her head and sighed, for she knew the world better than simple-minded Agatha did. But her writing took her mind off the startling news she had heard, and Agatha was equally engrossed in preparing Elfie's trousseau, so that though they were always on watch for any news in the papers, they did not mention the subject to one another, and it was a distinct shock to Agatha to receive a telegram one morning. Captain Hugh Knox alive. Coming home. Break it to his friends. Claire was doing some work for Elfie when the telegram arrived. Agatha hastily consulted Gwen in the study, and then came into the dining-room where the two younger girls were sitting. "'Who's the telegram from?' asked Elfie quickly. "'We have so few here that Claire and I are quite curious about it.' Agatha sat down, and her hands trembled as she unfolded and refolded the yellow envelope in her grasp. "'It contains very strange news,' she said slowly. "'Wonderfully strange, and I don't quite know how to tell it to you.' Both Claire and Elfie dropped their work instantly, for they saw her agitation. "'Not bad news,' exclaimed Claire. "'No, very, very good news for you, Claire.' Claire's cheeks grew pale at once. "'Oh, Agatha, speak out! Don't keep us in suspense any longer!' And then Agatha said as quietly as she could, "'It is about Hugh, Claire. Can you bear it? He was never killed after all, and this is to say that he is coming home.' Claire did not faint, nor call out nor did she utter a word. Only the quick blood rushing to her cheeks, and then as quickly ebbing from them, showed that she was moved at all. Motionless she sat, staring out of the window, as if she were in a dream. Then at last she spoke. Oh, Agatha, I shall never forgive you if it is not true. The vehement intensity of her tone drew Agatha to her side at once. Stooping over her, she kissed her. My darling Claire, it is true. Thank God with all your heart that it is so. And then in a few minutes a burst of tears relieved the overcharged brain, and Claire fled to her room, there to thank on her knees for such unlooked-for joy. The days that followed were trying ones, but Claire bore them well. She went to see her lover's family, and it was there in the Yorkshire home that she met the long-lost one again. Captain Knox seemed but a shadow of his former self. Fever and privations had told upon him, and Claire shuddered when she heard his story. 
for many months he had been kept captive among the native tribe that had taken him and his comrades by surprise in the bush he was subject to much cruelty and many indignities but at last managed to make his escape and for some months lived in the thick forests striving to find his way back to civilization at last he was found by a missionary almost at the point of death and tenderly nursed back to health and strength at a small mission station it was some time however before he could send tidings of his escape and long before he was well enough to be brought down to the coast he had much to tell claire and also much to hear i cannot believe it is really you she said to him when alone with him one day i keep wondering if i shall wake up and find it all a dream you had become accustomed to live without me had you he said smiling would you rather i had not come back to disturb your life again you seem to be so happy in your present work oh hugh if you only knew what i have gone through you would not talk so i don't think you have been out of my thoughts for a single day god has helped me to bear your loss but i never knew how your life was woven into mine till the awful news came that i had lost you we will not think about it said captain knox with deep feeling we have been brought together again thank god and i believe we are both the better for what we have suffered it is wonderful to see the way that we are led and the goodness and love that brings sweet out of bitter and blessing out of evil and said claire softly as she leaned her head against his shoulder and felt the support of his strong arm around her we have both been drawn inside the kingdom hugh that is the best of all we will serve our master together and not death itself can separate us now one more scene before we leave the four sisters nanny is the conspicuous figure in it she has been brought to jasmine cottage and it is the eve of elfie's marriage the girls were gathered round her in the cosy bedroom that had been prepared for her, and they were full of mirth and happiness. Gwen had been astonishing them by a piece of news that she had been keeping to herself for a long time, and this was that she had at last listened to Clement Arkwright and was engaged to him. They say that if one wedding comes off in a family, others are sure to follow, she said by way of excusing herself. And he had been bothering my life out lately. I never seem to go up to town without tumbling across him somewhere. I think I have no spirit left to resist him as I used to do. But one thing I have told him, and that is that he will have to wait till I have cleared off more of my debts. You have no debts, said Agatha. It is nonsense to talk like that. I shall never lift up my head and breathe freely till I have at any rate returned Walter his money, said Gwen very emphatically. Ay, my dear, put in Nanny affectionately. We'd rather your head weren't lifted just yet. "'Tis apt to rear itself a little too high, "'and tis the bowed head that gets the blessing of the Lord.' "'Nanny,' said Elfie impulsively, "'say your verses to us again, will you? "'Do you remember when you, when you gave them to us? "'Put your hands on our heads as you used to do "'when we were little children, "'and we will receive them again as your blessing.' "'And this Nanny did, "'and as she repeated the beautiful words, "'each sister confessed in the depths of her heart "'what a blessing they had been to her.' trust in the lord and do good so shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed delight thyself also in the lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart commit thy way unto the lord trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass rest in the lord and wait patiently for him 
those that wait upon the lord they shall inherit the earth and said agatha the keynote to that psalm is fret not we thought it a terrible blow when cousin james defrauded us of our rights but how wonderfully we have been cared for since even when i did my best to ruin the whole lot of you put in gwen and then nanny repeated the last verse of her favourite psalm and the lord shall help them and deliver them he shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him Venus. End of chapter 20. End of the carved cupboard by Amy Lefeuve.